sources. For more information on the upcoming management plan, contact one of the park's planners, David Yamashita at 808-270-6508 and david.yamashita at co.maui at Hyatt US, or Jennifer Maidan at 808-270-6160 and jennifer.maidan at co.maui at Hyatt US. Let's put out this campfire. Dad, Smokey Bear said to... Drown it with water, then stir it with a shovel and repeat until cool. Wow, where can I learn all this? It's all on SmokeyBear.com because only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Maui's free speech station. I eat no strings, I have good fun. I know more ties within anyone. K-A-K-U 88.5 FM. Good morning, everyone. Aloha. It's March 11, 2024. Welcome to the show. I'm Jason Schwartz, your host here at the Neutral Zone, MauiNeutralZone.com. We are KAKU 88.5 FM, the voice of Maui. We are also seen on in a simulcast on Akaku Maui Community Media, Channel 55 on cable. You can find this show and all our shows at MauiNeutralZone.com, and they all live on YouTube, so you can go up there and just search Maui, Jason Schwartz, Neutral, any of our guests, you'll find our shows. Well, welcome today. Today, at the moment, we have a guest that may be coming here in a little while, but that's a whole story. My guest for the day was going to be Councilman Gabe Johnson from uh, the Lanai seat. And uh, Friday, they told me there are all kinds of meetings and special meetings, which we can imagine. And so I'm going to do another show later today at at 3 o'clock. Welcome. Sit down and enjoy yourself. With uh, 3 o'clock, we have a show with Gabe Johnson. And my guest is settling in. Welcome to the place here. Once you're set in, I'll turn on your mic. I don't think you need your headphones even. Move over, if you will, a little that way and get the mic in front of you and you got there. You know, this is like, what's my line? Who is this mystery guest? Uh, Scott, Scott Metcalf, Scooter. Which do you prefer to hear? Well, mine. Put your mic in front there. Right, they are perfect. They are great. My full name is Scott Thomas Metcalf. Which would you prefer me to call? But uh, my sophomoric nickname is Scooter and... Uh, it's a little bit common in our society for Richard to become Dick or William to become Bill and Scott to become Scooter, if, especially if you're smaller. I'm only 5'8", 150 pounds. So, yeah. Wow, 5'8"? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm an inch taller than you. How can I be <laughs> 50 pounds more than you? I got <laughs> Holy yeah. mackerel. I was a competitive uh, ultramarathon runner, and uh, I scooted, you know, when you run 103 miles in 24 hours on a track, you have to scoot. You don't just run all out the whole way. So, 100 uh, miles in how what say that's I did 103 miles uh uh, uh 1867 yards in 24 hours. Get a hours. little bit closer if you only that way you won't have that. You're about uh, that distance. On a track and it was the national championships at the time. You in, move the mic closer, you don't have to lean in, whatever's good. In uh, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. But um Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Yeah. That sounds like cheese. <laughs> oh yeah, it's cheese country. Fondue, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I went to graduate school in uh, at the beautiful land grant college, the University of Wisconsin Madison. Yeah. So, what finds you in here? I, I'm going to tell our guests. I'm going to give you the secret. <laughs> I met Scott at um, uh, Life. Well, his brother was a few years ago running for county council, and in that process, I got to see that there were not only Jerome Tiger. How do you get Tiger out of Jerome? But <laughs> Tiger uh, Metcalf, and not only Chad, but there was a third brother named Scooter. And I, there you are. It came up, and over the years, I, I met you, and I saw that you were very active. And then suddenly. I didn't see you. And then suddenly I saw you again. You were brighter than ever. And that's the guy that I see now. You had an unfortunate accident and didn't want to give up the things that you loved in your life. And so you said, how can I uh, take that mountain and uh, either not, not see it, but let me not lower my sights. Let me bring myself up to a new level. You sent me a couple of uh, photos. Why don't you tell our audience in detail what's going on? Because to well, me, it's really exciting. Segue here, you know, uh, Jason's a great community player on this beautiful uh, island of Terra Firma, and, and I meet him because we are thespians in our own right. You know, we appreciate the arts. Jason's quite a singer. I'm not, but um, we we just met recently at Pro Arts for the um, Gutsy um, Women. Um, Wasn't that great? It was beyond poignant, you know, and to reveal their vulnerability was really a privilege for us to be in that audience so, um, Saturday night. Um, but I'm here because I am heading to Byron Bay in Australia to be a part of a, quite the movement, and it's a movement of um, athleticism for disabled individuals. Um, and um, my bailiwick, if you will, Jason, is uh, recreational inclusion for disabled slash um, disabled individuals. And um, there's uh, three others on this island. Um, Joshy Bogle, he's a, 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 a bilateral amputee surfer this is all about surfing we're going to the adaptive surfing world championship it's the third season it's my second season there's money involved they pay out for the top four spots um we got twenty five thousand uh, uh dollars more for um five events around the the world and i'll go over those which ones they are um but the first one um is Byron Bay, which is revered as the Honolulu Bay of Australia. And it's a hip area. It's kind of a, a developed Honolulu Bay, you know, with condos and, and businesses and stuff. And um, I'm even going to a musician, Xavier Rudd, who's the Jack Johnson, if you will, of Australia, you know, that genre of music. But um, this is quite a movement. It's going to become a an Olympic sport, you know, para-Olympic sport. It's not quite there yet, whereas mainstream surfing is now acknowledged as an Olympic sport with 
you know, uh, the John John Florences of the world. And, you know, some people might have heard of Kali Slater. He's not quite, he's not on the Olympic team, but he might be the Olympic coach. But um, so there's this movement and these pools now have uh, been up to like around $55,000. And the not only does the winner get paid out at each of the five events, but all the way down to fourth place. And um, I just got edged out of fifth place um, at the finals in Oceanside, California. That was last year. And I think I just performed above my my grade level because it was my birthday, September 10th. And I got to surf on my birthday in this gentrified surf town, this new, cleaner surf town, Oceanside, California. So, but, um, yeah. Well, uh, what did they clean up? They cleaned up the whole area? It was a very military town, very dirty. There's a lot of um, vice, you know, um, and yeah. it's, uh, you'll love this. They hired, um, the town council hired an ambassador of Aloha, and her job title is ambassador of Aloha, and this woman is almost single-handedly redid the town of Oceanside, and they have an art night, and they have a they close off the uh, streets, and they do for an economic in, uh, uh, stimulation, they do um, uh, world food um, and music. You know, How that's fun. every week of the year, and then it's Surf City, you know, uh, Huntington used to be revered as Surf City, but more it's more now Oceanside, California. Well, pretty close. Yeah. That's an yeah. interesting yeah. area because I was in L.A., but we used to go down that way in Oceanside, Dana Point, Huntington Beach. So it's, I'm glad that's really good. This is, uh, when that was last September? Was that yeah. part of this? There's event? even a surf glider Amtrak that goes to Union Station in L.A., $8.88 for uh, a... Uh, um, elderly you know so it's it's really they they really fully there's brew pubs and all that and yeah but um, really you know that's that's uh um not why i'm here it's about um i have a website aloha recreation um, dot org and um there's some other really really key players on this island like Je uh, coach jennifer gladwin she's about recreational inclusion um and for disabled slash um um uh uh uh, adaptive is the new catchword. Say it uh, one more time. Adaptive. No, but I mean the whole. Oh, um, adaptive slash disabled individuals. You know, and we're trying to get them involved in recreation. So even the chair, um, the wheelchair bound person, that's um, you know more obese and diabetic maybe, and and uh, they tend to get the worst case scenarios. They the podiatrists start at their toes and start amputating there because of the lack of, of uh, circulation. You know, diabetes just is a killer. But we want to get them, whether it's tossing a bocce ball in a wheelchair at um, at Cam 3, the, the Great Lawn there, or, or getting them, we want to get them in the water and it helps their range of motion. And um, everybody's entitled, entitled to recreation, Jason. And, um, and albeit uh, most of us should do more of it because it's a great cost on our health system um, to be out of shape and and um, ill you know and that illness can lead to permanent disability yeah there's there's huge statistics like uh, 14 percent or 20 14 20 percent of people uh, in the United States are disabled you Is know. that right? Yeah, it's right up there. Oh, that's outrageous. Yeah, yeah. Disabled meaning they have some compromise. 
to them being able to just do normal activity. Mm -hmm. Beyond an illness of a bacterial or a viral infection, you know, it's like... So it uh, doesn't have to be an extreme, this is just any kind of disability. Right. 20%. I've got my iPhone in front of me and like, um, so I am heading to the Blackmore's Australian Pro Adaptive Surfing Championships, so Byron Blackmore? Bay. That's Blackmore is a great company and they do like vitamins and um, things like that. Uh, uh, it's In it's Australia. In Australia, yeah. But they're a multinational corporation, you know, yeah. And then um, we have a parade of nations and I'm very tempted to parade uh, not with a Hawaiian flag but with a sovereignty flag because I, that's my politics. I believe in Hawaiian sovereignty. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but there's a Parade of Nations street parade um, that we go to Sunday, the 17th of March at 3 p.m., and there's um, going to be uh, at uh, like um, 30 nations represented, and um, there's categories, there's divisions. There's a standing one, which is upper limb um, disabilities. Some of them are congenital birth defects. Um, some of them are amputations. Um, I'll go down. Standing two is below knee. I'm BKA. I'm below knee amputee, and and I actually stand on the board and surf like people envision people surfing. But not all of these divisions they can do that. Um, for example, um, there's above knee. Most of the uh, actually all the above knee except my friend Captain. Uh, Captain Colin Cook of Haleiwa, um, they, all the um, above-knee amputees, they are on their board because they have no um, legs below their groin area. So they're down on their boards, and, they, they, and most of them are pretty buffed and athletic, and they can paddle in. But say the next division, any knee uh, kneeling, AKK, is they need, um, you're going to love these terms, a pusher <laughs> and a receiver. So out in the lineup, in the surf break, there's a, a, a pusher that grabs the person um, that is surfing and they push them into the, the wave. And then that individual can catch a rail and lean right, lean left to, to uh, make turns and cutbacks and stuff. It's incredible. I sent you a video, too, and I hope you had I a saw. chance to. I I mean, in fact, when I was, I was thinking, is this guy kneeling? And I, right. that mm -hmm. was something. So yeah. that, that, then there's, uh, there's sit wave ski, which is uh, more what we see like out at the cove uh, in, in, in uh, Kihei as a person is, has a kayak paddle and they're sitting on top of a, uh, a kayak or a wave ski is actually a brand. I wonder and, how they rate their performance. How do they... Well, there's judges, and it's a model. The template is modeled after the WSL, which is an acronym for the World Surf League, which is going on right now uh, in um, Portugal. Uh, 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 the, it's like the, the third leg. Um, and um, so uh, I'm, the timing is impeccable for me to go to Byron Bay um, because I'm going to stay a month, and I'm going to go to um, a World Surf League event, and I'm going to be there for, like, the Super Bowl for these they're the greatest um, athletes one could argue in the world. Kelly Slater's 52 years old. He's got like 12 world championships and umpteen national championships. This guy's 52 years old, wow. and he's a uber-competitive um, world surf league surfer. One could argue, I've, I've heard it argue, that he's a better athlete than Michael Jordan. 
because um, he has to be an endurance athlete to do the whole tour. He has to be an incredible swimmer. The guy's a scratch golfer on the side. Um, and um, so these are he's just... He's a golfer. He's a scratch golfer, which is a term for his. He can shoot par at any course in the world. Yeah. So you know how hard that is? And well, how hard it is to, to get on a surfboard? Yeah. Just anyway. Yeah. But here you are. Yeah. Compromise. Holy yeah. mackerel. But, uh, and I'll just finish up the 13 categories. Uh, unassisted prone, where they're just uh, doing it all themselves. They can paddle into the wave and they yeah. can um, catch the wave. Um, so, and they're prone, which is on their tummy. And um, then there's prone assist, which I alluded to. There's a blind, no vision, BNV. And then my buddy Aaron Paltz, I'm going to um, shout out to him. He's a current world champion. He's from Maui. His uh, his uh, place at Puamana got um, uh, burnt. Uh, and uh, Aaron Paltz, blind division, uh, blind vision division, <laughs> to be redundant, um, impaired. And uh, he is our current world champion. He's from Maui. We have Joshi Bogle, who I believe is currently ranked fourth. I'm around fifth or sixth or whatever, uh, you know, down in there. And then um, there's Sean Lewis. Bigfoot is his nickname. Um, he's a Cali boy transplant to Lahaina, and he was very, very um, um, affected by the fires. But um, these are brothers, you know, and I really care about these people, and we'll, be all, we'll all be in Las Vegas. There is a little bit of funding. There's grants through certain organizations like the High Five Foundation, which is diverse, and they do skiing, and they do. I thought it was really cool. Um, I'm not much of a motorhead, but they have um, outreach for disabled individuals, let's just say it, amputees, to get on dirt bikes that are adapted um, um, wow. uh, scientifically and dune buggies and they have um places in california and in this uh the uh, uh uh the the desert like uh, anza borrego desert that they can take them and i'm gonna sign up for one of those and i am a lifelong skier i made my living skiing jason i worked two winter olympics as a professional ski patroller right. so there are those opportunities now with these grant programs. I personally, a shout out to Surf Gimp Foundation. I'm receiving uh, a grant, um, and instead of talking about it, they sent the check. It's in the account, you know, for me to go to a place like Byron Bay, Australia, which you know, people can understand there's expenses involved. You got to have your surf equipment. You can't just show up with one board. You got to have a, a toolkit, you know, because um, if there's crappy conditions, you want to at least be able to catch a wave and get points. There's a judging system. And so it's really a crafty and very, very uber competitive situation I've got myself into. And this is after competing in white water and skiing. And I played baseball for money in southern France um, for Les Avignon Dodgers, oh, which is a whole other story. So, Avignon yeah, Dodgers? Yeah. So I'm, I'm quite an athlete formally. And, um, you know, I'm starting to talk too fast here. And I should include you massively in this conversation. But no, um, you can imagine what you go through when you have the trauma for me specifically I crushed my lower leg my tibia and my fibula and um, I rolled uh, a vehicle and um, I theoretically should maybe should not be here that right now because I, I coulda woulda shoulda but didn't die that day had the the 
you know, two-ton vehicle um, been any closer to um, my brain, you know, I, we quite possibly wouldn't be having this conversation, you know. But, uh, wow, we just covered a lot of ground there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I was just going to say, just to be here, to be a competitor in something like this, and all the things you're talking about, you have overcome, um, you know, people that don't have challenges. I've never had a challenge mm -hmm. that great. It's hard for me to imagine overcoming that right. and just living, quote, a normal life or whatever, but to also then renew your strength and get involved back in your own sport and have to kind of reset all your markers and, and in your life. Uh, give us a little feeling for that process if it's comfortable. Well, I wanted to, to like, just kind of tell a little story because you, when you go through something like that, that type of trauma, you become compartmentalized and very in internalized and you become a hermit. And you know me and, and I'm going to make you laugh. I'm a chatty Susan. I mean, I love people. I love life. And um, this is uh, an unintended segue to Imua physical therapy. But um, boy, you know, I walked past my uh, Kumu's uh, handprints and footprints out the door of Akaku Plaza here and um, Kei Itawa and, and and rest in peace, he's, he's deceased. But uh, a person like that to help me to remain motivated with um, the terms, the words in Hawaiian, I, mua, I, and then separate word, M-U-A. It's not just a physical therapy company. It means to strive and go forward. And I have adopted that credo, that mantra, to be non-gender specific um, mantrum uh, in my world. And you do things like um, uh, start passage meditation and join a satsang, which is a like-minded group of the same um, ilk and politics and, and movement. And, uh, and you take a passage and you recite it over and over to get you more grounded you come to interviews and and take off your olakai shorts and you feel the earth if you look around to the real kanaka uh, maole musicians um in in the state and in the world they're up on stage um barefoot and it's about grounding and our whole world not just disabled individuals need to learn more about grounding we need in this chaotic Keanu Scotsy, I believe that's a Hopi Anastasi word for life out of balance. Um, I remember that movie. Fubar, Kapakai, let's call it what it is. You know, we got, we got a connection going on and, you know, the white elephant that would never be allowed in this room is Donald Trump and we can't behave in that manner because it's unacceptable behavior. It's not humane. It's not civil, you know. So, again, I covered a lot of ground there, and but in Mua, I go forward daily, and it's tough. Sometimes I want to sleep in. Sometimes I don't want to get out in the surf and stuff. And can you imagine that? Not want to, you know, oh, my God, getting in the ocean is a privilege, and, you know, I sound like a, for, like a, like a, a, a spokesperson for the earth, too. I mean, well, you know, uh, you're a spokesperson Malama Aina Ike Kai. together you know? again. Yeah. And stood strong and move forward. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's a great thing for all of us to realize, no matter... Many of people are disabled because they don't adopt that kind of an attitude. 
And it is as small, everyone, Jason, as you, when you go to some corporate box store like Walmart or Costco and jockeying for position as close as possible. No, park away and walk and then don't step over that plastic teeth cleaner in on the asphalt or that diaper or that cigarette but people don't understand i'll get so detailed though i'm a professional opala trash picker upper i have clean single-handedly help clean up this island be as a ranger national park service at Hayakala kipahulu district and you know how many Heineken caps I've picked up in my life and how many bread ties and then post-pandemic and during the uh, the discarded mass. Uh, but we need to pick up the garbage beyond just ours. You know, don't step over it in the parking lot. We need to go to the beach park like we did um, Saturday at Haycraft and Sugar Beach and, and do uh, a beach cleanup and you know, thank you, you know, Bisson administration for providing things like pragmatic things like gloves and and plastic bags, you know, and I've adopted this huge, huge mentality in my little world. I'm an invited guest here. It's a privilege to be on this beautiful island. And um, I um, adopted the the phrase, uh, a malama um Ikekai, you know, uh, care and respect of the ocean, ame aina, and the land. And it's important to me, another segue is to, um, you know, don't bring the mainland to this beautiful Polynesian situation we have going on here. You know, it's, let's... Uh, I mean, don't bring that attitude. Right. right. And but you can still we're in it. an amazing culture, so let's, when in Rome, let's olelo Hawaii, let's speak Hawaiian attempt to and let's learn more about what when you're driving uh, on the street and it says uh pu'u uh um uh wahini you know like uh that that's a street you know and a pu'u is a cone a volcano and a mountain there's a cone that dominates south maui mckenna that i would say 99 percent of the people don't even know what the name of it is and we're looking at it every day and it's called pu'u ola'i uh, it's O L A O K I, and um, it means red hill. It's that red hill. It's little beach that we and a bunch of us have practiced our peaceful gathering at Little Beach on Sundays. You know, so now people, hopefully, that tune into your your broadcast here have learned one thing from this conversation. All over the world. They're yeah, all over, all the, over world. the world. I'm here with uh, <laughs> Scott Metcalf, who was um, oh, I don't know I. Don't know how to describe you, but he's going to the Adaptive Surfing Championships in Byron Bay from Maui, representing Maui and representing all the people in the world that uh, have had a compromise in their physical integrity that make up for it by their determination and hard work. Um, Imua. That's right. You Go could, forward. I, that first burst, were you, did you have support as this terrible event happened what brought it together was it i had incredible support you know you're you really find out who your friends are and um we even started this uh it was on the cusp uh, there really wasn't much uh facebook live going on but i keep wanting to say my hotel room but in my hospital room in maui memorial hospital 
Um, shout out to them and the nurses and, and the adjunct staff there and the doctors, uh, Dr. Ayers, Dr. Smith. Um, uh, they were amazing support. And then my friends came out of the woodwork, you know, and I, um, a lot of us are members of tribes and we don't, maybe that word isn't in your lexicon yet, but my tribes came out, the people that I surf with, that I stand up paddleboard, I'm a scuba diver, I'm in Maui Mantas, this this scuba diving hui, and um, they came out of the woodwork. Musicians uh, like Scotty Baird and Von Razzo and Anthony Fluke, every Thursday, as the Portuguese say, um, we would have a Connie Capila in my not hotel room, in my hospital room, overlooking Kahului Harbor. So you can see I'm gleaming. Just that gave me so much hope that for 45 days I had my own room, penthouse, in Maui Memorial got a lot of grief and a lot of negativity. I say bunk to that. It was world-class um, um, care. And my best friend from kindergarten, Dr. Jeff Jensen, he's a Royal Academy of Surgeons. That's the Surgery Hall of Fame. Um, elected surgeon. He jet-setted in from Phoenix, where he's a dean of students at um, Midwestern University of Podiatric Medicine, jetted, jetted in for me. And, you know, and he was my, uh, my um, patient care advocate. And I was like, Jeff, should I... Should, should I demand they fly me to Cedar Sinai in L.A. or Stanford or or Harborview in 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 uh, uh, in Seattle or at minimum Queens? He said, Scott, I have never seen the caliber of healthcare that you're getting um, right now. Stay here, stay put. Wow, that's something to say. Yeah. yeah. So it saved a lot of insurance companies and et cetera, and that bureaucracy, a lot of extra monies and stuff. And that's not the point of this. The point is I have a support network that really got me through. Um, you know, I was dating at the time just an amazing person, uh, Jane Franco. She's a CPA and an accountant here, and she was a trooper, and she was there when I first surfed again at Haycraft, that uh, broken pipes there, that area. There's a little surf there. Yeah. yeah. Let, let me break in because, you know, when you talk about all this, the thing that I am uh, was going to talk about today, you probably have some thoughts about. I didn't realize uh, your um, how much you were already tied to and aware of the Hawaiian culture. What do you think of this? Talk about us doing things. Oluwalu, they picked it as a temporary toxic dump site. And uh, a lot of the people say, well, there are two major water streams coming out of the mountains and now putting something that could potentially destroy the watershed there. Did have you ever surf the Oluwalu area? Absolutely. There's Thousand Peaks. There's Ukamahami Uka nearby. Um, we've caught some, like, just with sponging. It's just using a, a, a bodyboard um, at that landing across from Leotas. When know. you drive out to the west, how does the surfing area match up with the area where they're putting all this stuff? Well, the area where they're putting it is uh, more toward, like, the re the uh, recycling that we're all aware of, you know, that was... Uh, um, right. Maka, uh, Mauka, you know, and, um, but, uh, you know what? I went and celebrated New Year's there with a, uh, gaggle of, of homespun 
a former like lifeguards. I'm a former county of Maui lifeguard and um, and uh, watermen and stuff. And we we took over Camp Olawalu. And I'm telling you, Jason, I scoured about every square centimeter of that reef system there. That everyone not in the know was complaining, oh, it's going to get ruined because of these toxins. Um, I would have to debunk that. That's a myth. The whole area is dead prior to the Lahaina fires. That reef system has been destroyed by uh, sediment see, and runoff prior and and like, you know, probably Monsanto bear type stuff, uh, maybe not this far. That's more Sugar Beach, but um you know, so I had to see it for myself, and we took stand-up paddle boards with um, mass fins and snorkel, and we scoured, and it's all bashed out and dead and destroyed, the coral there. So it's a myth that they were going to transport these toxins from Lahaina Town proper and put them up um, Mauka and then the rain would hit that, and and that those toxins would leach and seep into. Um, well, that's possible. You know, and I don't have all the answers, but I'm a raging well, environmentalist. Well, but, no, but what's interesting is, you know, what you said is we have already seen we destroyed decimation that <laughs> of that reef already. Yeah. So if you were Hawaiian, you'd already be saying, you know, what's going on in our waters. Um, the thing that I, the reason I brought it up is. Um, I don't really understand why we can't get dialogue. I mean, the, the Hawaiian sentiment that that was a sacred area, a pu'uhonua in Maui when King Kamehameha had his, um, I guess his castle there in Lahaina, but the place of refuge was Oluwalu. Well, Oluwalu has now sort of been forgotten I hope they'll stop making it worse by continuing to put things there until they get the central Maui situation. You know, I guess the reason I brought it up is it's this this issue of Oluwalu. You know, I've been around and environmentally responsible and aware for a lot of years, more than I can go into. But why they don't just box it up and contain it, no matter what choice they do, and the fact that they would consider an area, yeah, it's close to the existing dump, that they shouldn't have done that one either. But the the fact that that one got approved, I'm concerned now that because uh, the it's already been told that we have the central Maui landfill area and land, which hasn't yet been completed, but that they're going to continue bringing things to Oluwalu. They should at least stop. Uh, the things that they, maybe they won't destroy the reef in the ways that you're talking about physically, but that's a spawning ground for a lot of marine life. That uh, I was going to respectfully interrupt and say that is like you know, some people can correct me, but I'll just say a very important breeding ground for um, manta rays, and I would say I'm almost sure it's fact fact that it's the second most important. Um, Monta Ray breeding ground in the state of Hawaii. So, wow. and then Jason, what I don't have the answers for is that 
I believe it's dangerous to transport toxins that distance because of the wind belts they're going to go through. There's wind belts like at Ma'alaya, obviously, the second windiest harbor in the world, Wellington, New Zealand being the windiest. Um, and there's a little band right by that Lahaina uh, Poly Trail um, uh, trailhead at Grandma's, which is a, a, a sneaky surf break, uh, kind of a slow roller, out uh, just west of the Pali, Lahaina side of the Pali. And um, I think when you're transporting toxins, those distances, you better have your act together with covering it when it's in the 18-wheelers. And, you well, know, I'm thinking about are. the pragmatics of this situation, they like the details. Are. Well, you know. we hear, you know, I mean, I'm I almost don't want to go into those areas with you because, you know, they get to the bit point of absurd and be off our subject because and whatever. absurd and obnoxious and maybe arrogant of two. But I just was curious what the surf white males like you and I to be discussing, <laughs> you know. But you and I care, Malama Aina, Amekai, uh, you know, care and respect of the land and the ocean and. Um, I, with this program, I will never step on the toes of people that know more than you and I know about this subject. And, you know, I believe in the Archicalepas and of the world and the, the, uh, the uh, uh, leaders that were organized in um, Lahaina. And I believe personally that it is in the best interest to really think in a... Uh, a uh, recreational and utilitarian sense of, um, I think there should be a recreational path around commemorating the perimeter of the burn in Lahaina Town. I believe that Lele should be the focal point of the vision of building and rebuilding Lahaina Town. And Lele meaning? It's the ori origin of where the king and queen, the elite, lived inland from 505 Front Street which is they wouldn't be removing any houses or anything there because it was reserved. It was tennis courts and ball fields, you know. And I think, you know, hello, being a surfer, that we need to, I'm pounding my fist on the, on the desk, we need to glorify and, and make our surf break sacred, and we need to fill the potholes and we need to have stewards assigned to each and every um, beach park on the planet but how about Maui to start and because we're shooting the foot that feeds us if we don't take care of the um, beach parks on Maui. People come to Maui because Maui no ka'oi, Maui's the best, but because there's gentle surf breaks if you're not a payahi surfer, which is less than like 1% of one in the world. That What's can a surf. payahi surfer? Payahi is Jaws, the big the wave big. Um, in near Huelo, you know, that is on the world big wave surf. It's the foundation of the the world uh, big wave surf championships at and Nazare in Portugal. Um, but again, I'm getting off the subject matter Sorry. here. Um, there's people that know way more about Oluwalo than you and I, but you and I are like, don't poop on the hand that feeds you. And how about let's show some respect, Malama Aina. You know, that's the only Mother Earth, theoretically, if you don't believe in reincarnation. You no, know, I think Amakua. a lot of people that are doing things in, in government, mm -hmm. I, I really believe, mm -hmm. want to do the right thing, but 
the system, I was talking to a guest last week, the bureaucracy levels, you know, why is appointed people doing something and that the ones that are in power have to follow and the people that are being appointed are not being specific. You gave very specific things that made this unique to stop some of the decisions that were made that were made as if this was, you know, that's the rule of how we do it across the country. We're in an island community where, like you say, we're going to destroy even further the, the, the beaches and what's going on here. Isn't there another way? Containerization. Mm-hmm. I'm just bringing that word up every time I, when I feel like, why do I keep saying that? Because whatever you do with ash, put it in a box. Then you'll deal with it wherever, whenever. Why are they not at sight containing this stuff? I appreciate they don't know where to put it finally or exactly how to deal with it. I don't want to get too presumptuous, but there are a lot of people that know how to deal with this and get rid of it 100%. But somehow it hasn't worked out with the powers that be I really believe they try but uh, if you were a a Bisson you were a judge your whole life and you were part of a system how could you not acknowledge the EPA when they are a a part of the system already how can you suddenly deny it when that's been your whole life pattern for 30-40 years already and so it's this level of stuff that is out of our control I'm hoping we can re-get, re-grip this control and stop some of these things for local so that we can still have surf spots here, like you say, for people I, I, that are Jason, I want to make you laugh again because the name of my article, um, if I had a forum like this, would be entitled Don't Get Me Started, you know, <laughs> because, you know, the very thought of non-Kanaka Maoli people dictating decisions and stuff is a bit offensive to me, you know, and um, is one thing, but um, you, it's great that you have a forum to just start producing. I got to support um, Rick, you know, he, uh, because he's the only politician I've ever had invite me and sit down and talk, not for five minutes, uh, not lip service. We talked at the new uh, Department of Motor Vehicles, um, just like uh, 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 a month, month and a half ago, and and uh, they were talk stories, and he showed up, and it it was for three hours. I sat this close to him. I sat sat a foot away from him. He looked me in the eyes, and um, I care about um, people like that that are at least making an attempt i don't have all the answers and there'll be some fallout from supporting our mayor but i bunk that i i want to support people that are at least attempting to have um dialogue well you you said something that i thought was important number one i'm glad you got up close to see the mayor i've called so many times and i keep getting different assistance and i haven't been able to see him I was able to see him before the election, and it was challenging then. I appreciate, but I, I'm concerned. I'm very. Concerned. I've never met a politician that's more um, available to his constituents and non-constituents. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. 
that's not been my experience. But I'm not concerned about that. I appreciate that he's out there with people. But this situation with the toxins and the fact that no matter where you are, someone has to say, put it in a container. Put them in containers. What are we doing with them? Why are you transporting it with temporary little containers and then dumping it and mixing it with dirt? I keep thinking that he's not aware, especially if you're feeling like he's a real go-getter and going to get out there and solve the problems. Somehow information isn't getting through or decisions are being made that he feels he can't change. So um, I I don't have any challenge with who Rick Bisson is as a mayor. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough to know. But I do know that I am i don't feel that openness. And I wish that I could feel it because the subject like this one of Oluwalo, I'm kind of getting tired of talking about Oluwalo, but I think it's important enough that we go to the end, which is, okay, now we got this stuff, we got a place you're going to bring it next. Let's get it out of Oluwalo somehow. Like you said, it's all the uh, carting it to central Maui, that was a lot now. Now they triple the amount of material have to bring it there. And it's never been boxed. If it's boxed, you could be sending them off island at any rate you want or processing them and turning them into building materials. That are, there literally are so many things that haven't been seen. And the mayor, maybe he is looking and maybe... He doesn't want to look because it's not his decision. I don't know. But um, I'm glad that you had that kind of He cares, and his wife, um, Isabella, I believe, uh, have been nothing but kind and compassionate. Um, And every situation that I've showed up at, like the veterans' wall, they've been there first people and no, that's, you know that's and, wonderful and it's, um, I, I have nothing about that yeah. i only have the concern of that matthew thayer captured uh, the most beautiful photo of we just did a scrum of the mayor and his wife and it was just timing on my part and i we just hugged each other and we we cried it was a uh, the um the memorial for at um uh maui college for lahaina and with the, the the dean speaking and and the the um, people to just feel people's hearts, you know, that day and and I mean, it's just so sad what occurred and we cannot succumb to Lahaina fire fatigue. We need to stay and continue to help and continue to support, you know, myself and. And you, you know, there is room for us, and you're doing your part with with discussion in in an online forum. And this you know? is not an attack. It's a mm-hmm. we need more. Eyes I just say we're all solutions. in this together, and right. and pick up your own trash. Start start with you your place it. first, and your car first. And um, um, I'm going to segue. What really irks me is all this volunteerism. I think these should be paid positions, and I believe we should form, I presented this to uh, Mr. Bisson, that we should have an ALOHA committee, and that's an acronym for attentive for the environment and and um, um, uh, go right down, and that going right from the airport, Jason, we should have a team of an 18-wheeler tow truck for all the abandoned vehicles, uh, just drive the... Uh, the um, uh, 
the highways here and start from the airport and then have a team whatever however we design it with a budget of park caretakers and a tow truck agency that you, you take the proper bid and all that bureaucracy and and people that can pick up the vacanted laundry machines and that are visual i'm not I don't want to clean it up for the tourists. I want to clean it up for the people that live on Maui. But you, you brought know? a key thing up that start at the airport and work your the way. The budget, yeah. you know. I mean, there's so many problems that that I. But think force that, retirement from the top down, you know, and 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 do the numbers I that mean, way. It, well, here's know? one that always amazed me. Get more Someone boots from on the parks the department. The head of the parks department said, oh, "We." Um, in park rangers. We don't have those anymore, but we have a need of 14 more people in the department. 14. We have 14 openings, and the police department have 25% openings, and we have need in the Hale Makua, they have a whole wing, 16 beds, but they don't have the budget to be able to hire the people to support it. So a, a lot of this has been a, a money challenge. You know, when we get money from people coming in like Bezos, quarter of a billion, whatever kind of number. And you and I are scratching our heads. Well, I where wonder, did the $10 million go? Let's track it. Well, you know? I'm, I'm just <laughs> talking about somehow, you know, uh, we need to find some kind of way to be able to encourage those that do have to put more into some of these services that we need. How about I first tax the billionaires free. and people making over $400,000 a year and churches? You know, <laughs> we'll get some money real quick that way. <laughs> well, but, I, you know, and that's a really an interesting story because the other piece is on an island, if you say food, what are, what are the most important things we need? We need shelter. We need food. What else do we need? So we see people uh, so buying create, Mexican avocados at Costco. That favors Jason. people that live here. <laughs> buying Mexican avocados at Costco. Isn't that strange? Brilliant. Yeah, I'm being major league facetious. That's unacceptable behavior. You know, in every parking lot, on every boulevard of every uh, road, um, starting on this island, we should be growing food. And, oh, if it falls on the ground, let whoever is nearby grab it. <laughs> well, but even to plant those, there needs to be money and people doing yeah. it. You know, you know we, we fall short of being perfect, and many times it's not because we don't want to be perfect. I'm sure that Rick it starts with us, wants Jason. to do the right thing. For example, I just finished a 22-day cleanse and detoxification through Dr. Malik day. Cotter, and who's... I would say the only true guru on this island. Well, I use that word we, sparingly. I think the word you know, only is the only piece I would have challenge with. Fair, fair well, enough. I would say that he's this guy knows about the, nutritional science. I've been for years. I got you. He's and a I studied it, and he's saving the entire system money because of having people more healthy and less appearances at the hospital and the doctor by. Having adopting a high alkaline diet of less avoiding white sugar like the plague, you know, and cancer is caused by hypoxia, lack of proper oxygenation, and acidity. Having a low pH level below like 7.35 instead of high alkaline, which wards off cancer. That is such a quick 
vision of nutrition. But each beautiful, purple, colorful fruits and vegetables and go for a walk, uh, um, you know, and gut health, drink uh, uh, warm lemon water to start your day uh, uh, after you've done your uh, your uh, gratitude um, toward um, what's in front of your day that, uh, you know, that uh, for that day. Would it be fair to say that you've adopted all these things after your accident, or were they already part of your life? No, oh, I was studying nutritional science and food science at university level. So you already were I, yeah. a sharper-than-average person. But so I'm a hypocrite. Now, you know, I no, would go course. grind some burritos or whatever, you know, and, you know, it's... Uh, one thing that I really like... Grind some burritos is translated into eat them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, you know, what I really liked yeah. about the, the cleanse and detox is, you know, there are, like, amazing people in there. Fred Haywood, he was once the, the speed record holder for windsurfing, and these people, and, and um, Aaron Moose, um, uh, 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 from crank cycles, you know, like really community players that like finally saw the light and there's like, I'm going to take care of my body here, you know. And um, so it's, uh, it was monumental, you know, uh, but it all starts, the bigger picture is with us. And then it's not too late to help the victims of Lahaina. It's not too late to help Maui. And it's not too late to, um, pound the pavement and and um, vote for democracy over autocracy, you know? Put that in English. Um, democracy. Trump is an unelectable po- uh, non-politician oh, politics, and, and he's a part of the problem, not the solution. And no one in their right mind would, would campaign and, and advocate to elect uh, a career pop- politician like um, Joe Biden, but my God, he's come through. At least he's um, a fair uh, person, and he appears to be kind and compassionate in the most bureaucratic sense. But um, you and I would have to be more organized and and from the grassroots level, ground up, organize better and plan ahead. Both the Republicans and the Democrats had four, eight, how about 200 years to get better politicians in that we should be voting for, you know, and how RFK got so uh, put on the stink stink eye list is beyond me but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna campaign for any of those especially my god donald trump is an insult art to our intelligence so uh, even know. someone sitting on the sidelines and not wanting to do anything can't help but notice him i don't really know how they can vote and they can organize their friends and just say hey you know vote with your conscience and 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 vote for um for uh uh what is right, what is Pono, Malama Pono. My biggest challenge in this upcoming election is the fact that neither of the two biggies are anyone I'd even really vote for, but the people that are in third-party candidates' seats are going to disrupt the bigger picture and we could end up with a problem. That's... Well, figure sure out how do. you know the smear campaign against Hillary Clinton and no, I'm talking about Russia. RFK right, is right. independent, or is but I'm Marianne saying wasn't Williams Ralph Nader involved running? in in you know a, a reason why Donald Trump? I might be outdating myself. That might not be contemporaries, but um, the you know 
the, the, the world is strange and the world is very, very racist and Americans are very, very racist. And we got to get over that. You know, it's, it's one family, you know, just go to a reggae concert, you know. Even white males that are rhythmically challenged can sway and, and listen to the music. I'm going to stop you because you can see, right? Yeah. What does that clock say? 1.47. That means One. we have less than two minutes to go. Can I'm going to let you tidy this all up. And what an tidy honor that. to be here. Um, oh, I respect you. you and I, I really care about um, what you do for this island. And um, offer a forum, forum for people and, and even people not of your right politics and your, your right mind. Because well, a neutral we can talk. Zone. We can talk. Yeah. And uh, you know they say, it's like a whole Pono Pono show. Yeah. We're here to bring up all ideas in a safe and comfortable kind of a place, mm -hmm. you know. And then the whole world would be able to see it because we're in a different time and people see this show. Uh, there's a, you know, Auntie Dahl, one of our kumulas. Right. Um, someone in New Zealand saw our show and came to Maui and searched out and got to Auntie Dahl's door. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. And is story. now living with Auntie Dahl as... But brought her into different kind of circles all over the world. So our show gets around. So I'm hoping that people all over will see this show, and you're welcome to share it with people all over the world. And I will. What you've said is super important. I don't Stop have all the answers. Care. You and I don't have all the answers, but we can present uh, opinions, you know. Well, now we only have 20 seconds left, so we're going to present the next time. I hope you'll come back to our show. I'll give you a report of how the Maui contingent did in Byron Bay. Good, good, good. Now, if I can see, I'll put the credits on. And if I can't see, we won't. There we go. Well, you got 10 seconds. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week. We'll be Gabe Johnson later. We love you. Aloha. Aloha. Malama Pono. Ahui ho. Good stuff, Jason. The Maui Office on Aging is seeking nominations for its 55th annual Outstanding Older American Male and Female of Maui County. Nominees for the awards must be 65 years of age or older and residents of Maui County. Any individual, club, or organization may nominate candidates for the award. However, previous winners are not eligible for nomination. Nomination forms are available through the Maui County Office on Aging by calling 808-270-7755, going online at MauiCountyADRC.org, or by emailing mcoa.adrc at co.maui.hi.us. The deadline is 4.30 p.m. Friday, March 15th. To return completed nomination forms to the Office on Aging at the J. Walter Cameron Center, 95 Mahalani Street, Room 20 in Wailuku. Completed forms may also be faxed to 808-270-7935 or emailed to mcoa.adrc at co.maui.hi.us. The awards will be presented on Friday, May 10th. The annual program recognizes older Americans for their contributions and emphasizes the overall positive outcomes in helping others. This year's theme, selected by the Administration for Community Living, is Powered by Connection, which recognizes the profound impact that meaningful relationships and social connections have on our health and well-being. The theme encourages people to explore the vital role that connectedness plays in supporting independence and aging in place by combating isolation, loneliness, and other issues. Wendell Crockett was the first person in Maui County to receive the distinction of Outstanding Older American in 1968. 
Last year, the Maui County Office on Aging presented the awards to Betty Yamashiro of Kahului, Judith Mikami of Kaunakakai, and Stephen Kealoha of Pukalani. To date, more than 100 men and women have received this distinction for their outstanding contributions to Maui County. For more information, call the Maui County Office on Aging at 808-270-7755 or visit Maui County... Hi, this is Steve Summers. Join me Sunday mornings from 1 to 2 a.m. with a replay Sunday mornings from 10 till 11 for the Oldies Time Machine. It's familiar oldies from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, plus some of those rare tracks you won't hear on any other radio program. Right here on KAKU 88.5, the voice of Maui. Free Speech Station, KAKU 88.5 FM, Kahului, Maui, the voice of Maui.